0: You are listening to the Gateway Church located in Berrysburg, Michigan. You can learn more about us by visiting thegateway.church or like and follow us on Facebook where you can watch full services, keep up with all that is going on, and get connected.
1: All right, all right. Thank you, Pastor Rachel, and welcome, everybody. How are you doing today? <laughs> Are you awake? It's second service. Come on. If you weren't awake, that worship woke you up. And if that worship didn't, then that silly music. uh, I'm just saying, Bobby. I don't know how you picked that one. But I... It's okay. <laughs> I love it. Well, welcome. And I just want to say that Jessica and my family, we were gone last week. We we're On Easter Sunday, we drove right after church and drove all the way to Florida. And we were there for a few days and then drove back. Uh, last Sunday, we were driving during service. And I'm telling you, my heart was here. And uh, Pastor Bobby did a great job and the whole team. And uh, I want to say thank you for that. Uh, but today is an incredible incredible day because for the first time in over 50 weeks we are launching a new series called Soundtracks, and we're excited about it, and I just want to say as we launch this series and start talking about it, that it is a great time to onboard, to kind of get your friends and family to come and experience what God's doing here, and if you're online, you're saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to make sure that over the next several weeks, I'm not going to miss a single week, and if you're here, a guest today from the area, we would love for you to give us a few weeks and to say, you know what, uh, we're going to give the Gateway Church a good shot and see if this is a great place where you can, where we can add value to your life and then you can pour out your gifts and abilities as well, as well. So the, 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 series is called Soundtracks, and I wanted to start by uh, creating some common ground. How many of you understand that there's power in music, right? We, we understand that. We know that. It, it doesn't take a rocket science. When you think of different movies, your favorite movie, there's oftentimes a, a song or a soundtrack that's connected to that. A, t- a TV show might have a jingle at the beginning that reminds you. And in your own personal when you're driving down the road. Anybody still listen to music on the radio? Oh, okay, a few of you. Good. Same with me. But a lot of people have switched only to streaming music, you know, Spotify or Apple Music, those types of things. And the thing is, we understand that music is powerful and that a soundtrack can transform a moment, right? You walk into a restaurant and there's music on and it's strategic, you walk into a theme park, even more so. It's all intending to help with the experience to make your time feel better. I'm wondering how many of you have, if I cornered you and said, hey, do you have a favorite song? Can you think of a favorite song, like, off the top of your head? Anybody? Okay, so a few of you. Others of you may just like a genre, things like that. But uh, you know, a m- song, music, soundtracks, they stick with us and oftentimes for generations for you know Decades. you know that's been my experience over the years and my first idea was to launch this series by having a series of or have a, a few different songs played and then I would uh, then you'd see how quickly you could pick where those songs were what movie were they connected to or what TV show things like that and then I was quickly told that because we are Facebook liveing this that Facebook will cut us off because the copyright laws, and I was like, ugh. But then I was praying, Ed, and I had this idea that instead of playing these things, I could just sing them myself. <laughs> yeah, and so we did it for service, and it's in my notes, and I'm thinking, might as well I'll go for it again. And so, so I'm wondering how quickly. Now, before I you know, do what I'm about to do, I do want to say that um, I am a self- proclaimed whistleist. And, uh, and so I'm wondering, how long will it take you to know what TV show this is from? Here we go. All right, you got it. If you're online, it happened so quick, you couldn't even, like, figure it out, the Andy Griffith Show. All right, how about this? Let's, uh, let's take it a little step further, and if you know this one, you can sing along. All right, here we go. Come and listen to my story about a man named Jed, an old mountaineer Fairly kept his family fed. And then one day he was shooting at some food up through the ground come a bubbling crude. We can't stop there. Come on. Oil, that is. Black gold. Texas tea. Now, I know there's some of the younger folks that are like... What has happened? Like, what's going on? I get that. All right, all right. Not too bad. Not too bad. Now, when I was looking up, you know, famous soundtracks, this one I didn't know, but I I learned it this week just for you, and really just for Matt Biller. He's sitting on the front row over here, and uh, he was here for service, so I've already... But uh, but I I wonder how quickly, when I sing this song, and I worked on this, and I'm not going to sing the whole song, just a little phrase, how quickly you can connect the movie to what I'm about to sing. Are you guys ready for this? All right, here we go. Highway to the danger zone, danger zone, Ride right into the danger zone. Top Gun, yeah. I had never seen that movie until Matt Biller forced me to watch it during quarantine last year, and uh, that's the truth. All right, all right, let's see. All right, we got families here, families. I'm gonna say the first phrase because I don't know how it goes. I don't know the tune, but just the first phrase of this song. If, I'm wondering if you can get it. All right, the snow glows white on the mountain tonight. No. <laughs> Some teenage boy is like no. Uh, do you got it or do i need to sing let it go let it go can't hold it back anymore let it go let it go turn away slam the door Wow! <laughs> okay. jessica said do that again it's online you can you can look at it later and then last one i I figured it was either going to go really bad or really fun. And if it was going fun, I thought we could end with singing the Barney song together. I love you. You love me. We're a happy family. Come on, let's do it. With a great big hug. Pause. Pause, pause, pause. When we say, in a great big hug, Ryan, you're missing the cue. You gotta hug your family, come on. Matt, get your arms around. With a great big hug and a from me to you, won't you say (laughs) you love me too? Ah, that's fun. Church, soundtracks are powerful and apparently somewhat painful, right? They're transformative. There are memories tied. There are to important times in our lives, important things. but I have bad news, and I know I didn't realize this for service, but the tagline already gives it away. But this, this soundtrack series is not about music. This soundtrack series is about our thought life and about our minds. And the thesis, the truth that we want to get across over the next several weeks is this, that our thoughts are the internal soundtracks that we listen to even more than a favorite song. Our thoughts are the internal soundtracks that we listen to. And soundtracks, we've been thinking about this and praying for, about this for several months now. And really, this series came out of prayer and fasting and uh, to think about this and, and to think about how we think and you know, how our thoughts affect us excuse me, my mind went immediately to the classic. And I'm wondering how many of you have ever read or experienced a small group with Joyce Meyer's A Battlefield of the Mind, right? It's, it's a classic, and there's so many great quotes. And when I read some of these, those of you that know Joyce Meyer, you can almost hear Joyce Meyer saying these things, things like this. Our past may, experience, or it may explain why we're suffering, but we must not use it as an excuse to stay in bondage. That's Joyce Myers. Joyce Myers says you cannot have a positive life and a negative life. She says, don't reason in the mind, just obey in the spirit. Come on. Joyce Meyer fans, give me a shout out. And last one. Yeah. <laughs> and then how about this? God has a great life planned for you. You just can see Joyce Meyer saying that. And it's a classic. And this, what we want to do in this series is we want to bring a fresh perspective, although we love the old, but in, in a fresh perspective with soundtracks Thinking about our thoughts, thinking about our actions, and then thinking about our experiences. And that's where we will end up today. And so I want to start off by addressing the problem. The big elephant in the room is that life is hard. Life is complicated. Life can be challenging. Am I right? Right? And our thought life is all of those things as well. Our mindset, church, leads to actions, both positive and negative. And we all play soundtracks in our minds and in our lives in regards to things like our relationships. You may have a soundtrack that says, you know what, I'm uh, going to have 100 friends. Others of you are saying, man, I don't think anyone likes me. Positive or negative? At work or in your career, you can say, "Man, I'm going to crush those sales goals," or "I'm going to, you know, advance in the company." Or others are saying, "You know what? I I don't know if I'll even have a job." Or so positive or negative in our health, we can be positive like, "Man, we're made in the fear of God, and my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit." Or you can, you know, you know, declare and and think, "You know what? I'm falling apart," and you know what in the world? And and uh, and I get that too as I get older. That that's some reality. In finances, you can say, you know what, I can I'm gonna crush my goals and, and I'm gonna save for retirement, or you can say, you know what, I can I'm I'll always just make ends meet. Positive, negative. Your hopes, your dreams, your goals. And the truth is, is day in and day out, we all have a lot. To get our minds around. And perhaps more than ever, and it's been described, and, and Joyce Myers does this, and others will say that our thoughts and our mindsets are waging war. Against each other, has anyone else in this room ever had a war in your mind in regards to your thoughts? In in many cases, it's an ongoing war, and perhaps more than ever. And I really believe the Holy Spirit has led us to the series for such a time as this to help us to make it through this season. the, tw- the last 12 months has has been disruptive, it's been divisive, it's been unsettling, it's been on un- a lot of uncertainty. We've talked about those things. The effects of the coronavirus, COVID-19 have made us all understand that none of us have been at our best and we're realizing now 12 months into this, 13 months into this that the effects of this are catching up with us as a society. This last week, I was talking with a local counselor, a counseling center uh, that we support as a church, and this is what they were saying. They said in March 2020, the typical new client calls coming in, 162 were on record. That's March 20, uh, 2020. Typical, 162. Fast forward just 12 months, March 2021, 305 almost double the intake calls. And so the counselor I was talking to sent me some resources and I printed off, literally... 52 pages here, uh, front and back, and uh, and, and it was incredible. And I don't have to read these stats to convince you. We all understand that depression and anxiety, distress, low self-esteem, even suicide, uh, although suicide is about flat, but who's committing suicide has changed. And and, uh, mental health is an issue, and the problem is, is that there's this war, and it can seem bleak and unsolvable and too large and it can be exhausting, and, and I, I don't want to go through all this, but I thought, you know, I felt like this morning that this could be a word from the Lord for somebody. This is a secular document. There are about five articles in here, but the one says, how do you do this? You know, what are some self-care strategies? And the first thing it said is, take care of your body. Get enough sleep, participate in regular exercise, eat healthy, avoid tobacco, alcohol, drugs, limit your screen time, relax, and recharge, And then the next page, it talks about taking care of your mind. And I love this because that's what we're talking about. It says, keep a regular routine. Limit your exposure to news media. Can I get a amen, right? Stay busy, focus on positive thoughts, use your moral compass and spiritual life and support. And one of our elders came up to me after and said, I know that was secular, but you need to add, read your Bible and pray every day and uh, and set some priorities. And then it ended that section about how do we help each other. It says, you better be connecting with each other, make connections, do something for someone else in support, a family member, or a friend. These are things that will help us, and it will help us in this war that is raging in our minds. In our minds, oftentimes, and this is my story, can go out of control. I know, in between services, uh, someone was saying, man, you're always the positive guy up front. And and I said, I I get that. That's kind of my natural bent. But I struggle with the best of them in regards to my mind, yep. thoughts, uh, negativity yep. that can creep in. And the hard truth as I've been studying this for you and for me is that we don't have what it takes to win this war. It's like, whoa. And we've all tried. The power you and I need, we do not Possess. The enemy, Satan, is real, it's true, but we do serve a gracious, generous God with all the power we need, and the good news is that God's word is powerful. Will you say this with me? God's word is powerful, and I want to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and we'll look at a few verses today to get our minds around this. Let's start there. It says, For we walk in the flesh. Though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. I have it underlined in my notes. I've got it underlined in my Bible. If you're an um, underliner or highlighter, you ought to do that. Uh, someone had a brand new Bible today. This is one you need to highlight and, uh, and, and make, a, make a big deal about it. And, uh, and we're going to talk about that word in a second. It says, verse 5, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey God. Christ. And this series is called Soundtracks. It's a series on our thoughts and our minds. And let's look at that word stronghold in regards to this. I believe God's word is powerful. It's helpful. It transforms us. And that word stronghold is a military term that would refer to a wartime situation to take captive or to hold by force or the idea of keeping someone against their will and and maybe in prison. And in the context of what Paul is trying to say to the church in Corinth, is that the devil wants to attack us and create. Strongholds of deception. So he lies to us. We become a prisoner of deception. We're trapped by our thoughts. And the enemy doesn't play fair. Am I right? And so he'll tell you things like, oh, you can't be trusted. Or you will always be broke. Or you will never succeed. Or God doesn't hear your prayers. Or God doesn't even care about you. You will never make a difference. The enemy will say, you won't amount to anything. Or this pandemic is going to destroy your family. And I don't know how or what the devil says specifically to you, but he doesn't play fair. And he messes with all of our minds and all of our thoughts. And it's in the form of strongholds, and it, we get trapped. You say, man, that sounds pretty bad. You know, how do we, you know, manage this? Well, the way we manage it is with God's word. And look at what verse 5 says in the uh, scripture we're talking about. It says we destroy arguments in every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and we take every thought captive to obey Christ. I want you to leave that up there just for a minute. See, the idea, my mind went to capture the flag. How many of you have ever played capture the flag? You go out and you're sneaky and it might take some time but you end up taking it back. See, we capture, we destroy, we Demolish, we take captive. I love that, right? And we make every thought obedient. Every thought. And so I want to put a new thought in our mind today. It's this get your mind. Right. Will you say that with me? Get your mind right. If you're online, I want you to type that into the, the uh, comment section. Get your mind right. This is what we want to encourage. Kind of get that flag back, right? Get your mind right. And as we do that, that soundtrack that we play it will be so important. See, we don't have to leave our thoughts to chance. The life we have is a reflection of what we think. So let me give you a couple examples. So if we think, well, I can't blank. You fill in the blank. I can't get ahead. I can't win. Or like for me recently, I can't do a single pull up. I don't know how... This is about six weeks ago. It's the truth. Uh, Or maybe seven weeks ago now. I I was doing an assessment with a uh, trainer, and uh, one of the things was to try a pull-up. And literally, I couldn't do one pull-up. I couldn't even hang from the bar for more than 10 seconds. My hands were weak, and I just, it was was pitiful. And if I would have told myself, I can't do this, I probably would not have done it. But I went on a pull-up journey. My goal was to do five pull-ups, by spring break, and I did five pull-ups before spring break. See, we can switch it and say, I can blank. I can do pull-ups, and I can be successful. By God's grace, whatever you say, I can, will probably happen. Let's stop and think about what we think about in this series. And I love what Craig Crochelle says in his new book, um, Winning the War. Um, in your mind, a, a great great book, he says, "Our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts ah. that 's an interesting thought, and that 's kind of the premise of his book. but again, the life we have is a reflection of what we think it 's not just my impression it 's not Craig shells Uh, impression. And it's not even what God's Word, like just what we read there, because some people are skeptical about that, and I get that, and we want to welcome those that are skeptics. But it's also backed by science, that phrase, that our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Don't you love when science and the Bible collide? The science behind our thoughts which leads to actions is called cognitive neural or neuroscience. And I, I literally, I, I spent a lot of time reading and studying and looking at things. In the research, the evidence is abundant that we are not just physical beings. Our brains is not just the brain matter, but we are also metaphysical, which means we are spiritual, that there's a mind and a brain, and those work together. Those realities work together. And the neat thing is that Scripture confirms that. And one taste of that is in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, that says this, do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That renewal is the key there, what I want to focus on. To rework, to reconceptualize, taking toxic thoughts, maybe you could use the analogy broken soundtracks, and you use your mind to change your mind. Whoa. You use your mind to change your mind. When I read that and studied that, I'm like, wow, that, that, that's interesting. The truth is, you are not stuck. We are not doomed. Our soundtracks that we play, are, our, they are our choice. And what we allow will change our tomorrows. What you think determines your tomorrow. So, if you don't like the thoughts that you're thinking, the soundtracks that are playing in your mind, in your head, I've got a revolutionary idea. Change them. Change them. And by the way, if you're not a believer here today, you're not a Christian and you're just along for the ride, maybe you didn't even know this was a church, I don't know, or you're online, you're, you're watching this, it, what I'm talking about today works whether you're a believer or not. It helps to be a believer because we do have an enemy, we believe. And I just want to play devil's advocate for a moment. Some of you are thinking, you know, pastor, you know, I've been through a series about my mind. I've tried that before. I've, it's failed. I was unsuccessful. As I've studied and as I've worked on and things and looked at a lot of research and uh, read several books and, and been in God's word, Uh, what I've noticed is that one of the keys in this whole renewing our mind is not doing it alone. Do not do it alone. And there's another key that it might take some time. How many of you have ever heard that it takes 21 days to form a new habit, right? I've heard that. I've tried different things like that. And, and there's probably some truth to that. But the science, uh, according to Dr. Carolyn Leaf, of 33 years of study in uh, neuro, <laughs> uh, cognitive neuroscience, uh, she says that it takes 63 days to actually rework our minds. And so a little longer. And it reminded me, as I was thinking about that, and I was sharing that with some of the staff, and it reminded me of the souvenir that I brought home from my spring break trip. And I thought I'd share that with you. This is the souvenir I brought home <laughs> from. <laughs> I had a skimboarding accident. I, it, we were skimboarding all week, and you can see it's all puffed up and black and blue. This is only taken about 35, 40 minutes after the accident. And so it was immediate. It was bad. And then I've iced it and iced it. And after a week, I went to the doctor. The reason I'm talking about this is because the doctor looked at this. And yes, I did have a little chip on my big toe. uh, But that's not where the pain was. The pain was where I had kicked the skin board with my toe. I rolled my toe and put my full weight on it. And the tendon, I... It, he was surprised that I didn't rip it completely, but I tore it to the point that at the top of my foot right here is where it really hurts. It was hard putting on my boots today. Got some new boots too. and just, uh, thought <laughs> I, but, uh, but anyway, so, uh, so anyway, it's right here. And the reason I'm talking about this is because my doctor said, uh, you know, you can walk on it. The pain is not on the bottom side. It's all on the top side. And he says, it's going to take... Four to six weeks for that to really heal, and he said that I got about a fifty percent chance that 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 I may have a permanent bump, which is kind of weird because of the way that the tendon was stretched. And he's looking, and he's like, "I can't be for sure, but that might be the way." And Pastor Bobby and I were talking this week about this message, and he said, "You know, a broken arm sometimes, uh, you know, it's." The journey of a healing a broken arm, certainly God can heal in an instant, and we love when that happens, right? But oftentimes, God will heal over time, over four or five weeks in the case of my foot. And um, you guys love that picture of the foot. We should just keep that up here for the rest of the time. That'd be good, yeah. Just enjoy that. Yeah. Any feet lover? Yeah. Yeah, sick. <laughs> <And> my, <laughs> and Jessica said, sick. Yeah, I like that. But it does remind me when you think of four or five weeks or you think about 63 days to rework your mind, it reminds me of the power of small groups and the importance of us living life together. In fact, there's a Monday night small group that I want to plug for this season. It's a recap of the message, and it's online on Zoom. You can go to our website and get linked up and be ready for tomorrow night. It's kind of like the ESPN highlight reel where you get to you know, talk about the highlights and then tear the message apart. And, uh, and so if that sounds fun, you ought to plug in. And uh, Mary and Dennis Hardy are the hosts of that, and they would love to have you tomorrow. See, when I think about our brains, and I think about my brain, and really my the metaphysical part of my brain my brain can be a real jerk sometimes strongholds deception lies to myself pain brokenness fear all those things are real mm-hmm. and what i want to communicate to myself and to you is that we cannot let our thoughts be left to chance. We cannot let those soundtracks just be left to chance. I'm going to ask Liz to join me as we bring this to a close here in the next few moments. See, church, what we think about really matters. And the question you might be asking, well, if you're excited about the direction your life is going, awesome. But if you're not, we as God's people need to cry out to God and say, God, we need your help. We need to demolish some strongholds. Are you, a prisoner? Are you a prisoner of locked and locked by lies? I don't know if that's going to be a problem, but we'll try to keep on going. See, the enemy would love to trick you into thinking that you're not good enough or that your past is too bad or no one would ever trust you or that you'll always battle with your weight or you'll never be good with money or you could never be close to God or some of you might think, man, I only date psychos and uh, I don't know what you think, I'm not sure. You're not a psycho, I don't think, I don't think. I'm not not sure what's happening here, but I don't don't think you're a psycho, You might be dating a psycho. Okay? I just, so, so, no, just, just kidding. I'm just kidding. But these types of strongholds, these negative thoughts, what I've learned in studying is that it actually changes the chemical makeup in your mind. It's, it's pretty wild to study. That's the cognitive neuroscience. And the fact is... We all at times will get stuck in a rut and I don't know how many of you enjoy hiking like I do. I've hiked a lot of the North Country Trail in Michigan and in other states, I've uh, hiked Portions of the uh, Appalachian Trail. And how many are hikers here? You like all the trails around? What happens when hundreds or thousands of people walk on the same path? What happens? There's no grass. There's nothing growing there. There's nothing fruitful that comes from that area. And I just want you to envision that on this side, we have a path that is our old, stinking thinking, okay? And we need to get off that path and blaze a new trail sometimes. And don't forget that. Sometimes it takes time, and we need to do that with others. But we need to change our path. We need to change our soundtrack. And so let's just talk about it real real practical. If you're feeling bad about yourself or about your situation, the normal track that you take is right to the freezer. And you grab the ice cream, and you regret it every time, right? I mean, just, it's bad. Last night, we had some folks over. There was only 10 of us, and and we ate three full cartons of ice cream. It was a fun time. It was a fun time. (laughs) But you're like, man, I hate when I do that or whatever. All right, so that's the path. That's the way that you normally go. We need to change the path, get on a new path, and instead come to the drawer on the bottom where the fruit is, and I know it's not as fun, but it might be a healthier choice unless you're on vacation. So let's say you're bored, right? We all get bored and we pick up our phone like we often do, every, I mean, I don't think anyone doesn't do this these days. I mean, five years ago may not have been the case, but you pick up your phone and you start scrolling through and you're looking at Facebook or Instagram or you're reading the news feed, or you're looking at your favorite ESPN, you know, uh, sports channel, whatever. And all of a sudden you're bored and now you're mad. You're mad at your friends. You're thinking, man, I hate those guys or what's going on with the world and you're on this path and that's just the normal thing. You're just flipping through. You're thinking, man, Pastor Ben, how in the world does he get to go on vacation? <laughs> and I'm stuck here in Michigan. It was raining and we're happy about that, by the way. <laughs> and I just say, my parents pay for almost all of our trip. So that's how that happens. But, and they're they on first service. So they, they, but anyway... But instead, you're on that path. You're saying, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to live there. I'm going to create a new path. And instead, I'm gonna, if I'm going to pick up my phone, I'm going to maybe go to the Bible app and pick a new Bible program to go through. Or better yet, I'm going to go outside and go for a walk when I get bored. Amen. And we have to change the path that we're on. That's what Romans 12, verse 2 says. Don't conform to the world, but be transformed by the renewal, the change of your mind. We're changing our perspective in this series. And what I'd like to do is end with an exercise of reading God's Word, letting it just wash over you. And what I'd like you to do is just close your eyes. Now, I'm going to read this verse from Philippians chapter 4 verses 8 and 9. Listen to what this says. This is the word of God for you. It says, finally. This is after Paul has wrote a whole letter to the Philippian church. He says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, If there is anything excellent or if there's anything praiseworthy, think about these things. What you have learned and received and have heard and seen in me, practice these things. And the God of peace will be with you. Go ahead and bring your eyes on me just for a second. If you were driving and closed your eyes and caused an accident, uh, watching online, I apologize. But there are three things in this verse that I think are really key. The first one, it says, think about these things. It's talking about our thoughts. That's what this series is about. That's our mind, our thoughts, and, and we get caught up there, and we gotta re we gotta rework those things, and we gotta, and we know that it takes time and we gotta redo these things. And so it's our thoughts. That's where we start with our thoughts, the way we think. But then there's a little nugget in the middle there. It says, Whatever you've learned, received, and heard says, Practice these things. We're practicing. That's the action portion. Right, And remember, that takes time. That takes community, doing that together. It takes a lot of prayer and fasting and being in God's word. And, but we we'd say, nope, we're, not. we're on the old track. We're getting off that. We're going to blaze a new trail. So thoughts into actions. But then look what the promise is. Look what the result is. It says, and the God of peace will be with you. The peace of God is what we're talking about. The peace of God will flood your life. When you control your thoughts, you change your actions, the peace of God is there. We are gonna be on a journey as a church, as a movement in the lakeshore to change our thoughts, to put ourselves on a new path. Part of that is we want to create a soundtrack, literally, a song that we can anchor this series to, that we will sing every single week. Even if you hate it, we're going to sing it. You're not going to hate it. But we want to introduce a new song to you, and it's a songtrack for this series, and it's called Never Leave. And what you're going to hear over and over is that, that you are with me. You are for me what we wanted to do. I've asked the worship team to sing this song over us this morning as we bring this to a close. The Lord, be with this song in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. You gotta find that however you listen to music and put that on repeat. I'm gonna ask that you stand. The book, Winning the War, in your mind, uh, Craig Shell. he... On page 206, he kind of is ending. It's the very last chapter before his wife has an afterward uh, thought. He says something that I want to read over us and when I read these things I want you just to imagine the two paths like the one that's beaten down and just the normal path the way we think that you know the enemy messing with us and then I want you to think that there's an alternative path to blaze a a new path and so that just give you one example so you are not controlled by fear so fear is maybe the 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 path that you is of least uh, restrictions or re- re- least resistance. resistance and we want to go down this path and, and it's just our natural response. Well, what the Bible's, well, what Craig Rochelle's saying, backed up with scripture, is you are not controlled by fear. So you change your thought. And so you kind of see how that goes. And he says, you're not controlled by fear. You are not stuck. You are not a slave to your habits. You are not a prisoner to your addictions. You are not a victim. You are not failing. You are not unlikable. You're not unworthy of love. You are not your past. You are not what you did. You are not what someone else did to you. You are not who others say you are. You are not who your unhealthy thoughts say you are. You are not done. You are who God says you are. (laughs) I love that. Then he says, because of Christ, listen, this is the new path. You are loved. You are forgiven. You are healed. You are new. You are redeemed. You are free. You are blessed. You are strong and mighty. You are chosen. You are empowered. And I love this. You are a weapon of righteousness in a world of darkness. Yes. That's who we are. Amen. And he says, let this truth trickle in over you, transform you. And then he says, your God is with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Your God is with you you. He will fight for you. No weapon formed against you will prosper. You are more than a conqueror through him. And he says, let God change your thinking. He will change your life. Yeah. On that note, you may be here this morning, or maybe you're tuning in and hanging on with us, and you do not have a relationship with Jesus. Maybe you are in a place where maybe at one time you had a walk with the Lord, but you've walked away from that. This morning, we want to offer you the free gift of salvation. It's simple. If you believe that Jesus died on the cross, that he was buried and rose from the grave, and by doing that, he took your sin according to scripture, he did it because he loves you. If you're putting your faith in that, putting your faith in Jesus, uh, you can be saved. Your sins will not be held against you. And if you're here today and you want to make that decision, you want to accept the free gift of salvation, would you just raise your hand right where you are? Who in second service is responding in that way? Come on. We believe God is moving. He's here. He's moving. Anyone at all? I I want to just catch. Yeah. for those that may not have the courage to raise your hand or maybe those that are online I'm just going to say a simple prayer. It's not the prayer that saves you, it's really the belief in it. So without further ado Lord I'm sorry for the sin in my life the things I've done wrong and I know I'm guilty should be punished because of my sin but Jesus I believe you died on the cross for me, that you died you were buried, you were rose from the grave and today I put my faith in you I put my trust in you and Jesus would you help me to live for you all the days of my life I pray this in Jesus name Amen Amen and for the rest of us this series is not just a series for you this is a series for your family your friends, your co-workers, your schoolmates. And I just want to challenge you. We're going to end by singing the reprise or the bridge, right? And uh, we're going to sing that together. And as we do that, I want you, don't just sing it or just mouth the words. I want you to sing it out. Help heavily out. Haveli, you're killing it. I love when you sing. And just belt it out and let's do that together and as we do i want to encourage you to start with this posture i know pastor bobby did this earlier um, but it's just so important let's lift our hands and let's just think about what we're about to say what we're about to sing together in jesus name hallelujah,
0: hallelujah. yes jesus we just thank you for who you are for what you've done for us Lord, and as we're going through this message and as Pastor Ben was talking today, I'm just continually reminded, Lord Jesus, that you are the word made flesh, that you uh, came down, that you were a man, that you understand the pains that we go through, the hurt that we go through, the temptations we face, the loss that we have. Lord, we... We just thank you that you aren't some God way up in the heavens, but you are a God who was in the heavens and came down to our level. Lord, we thank you that you know what we're going through, that you know what we're facing, that you are a God who can sympathize and empathize with whatever situation has come our way. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for that. We thank you you understand us and that we can look at your example because you're a god who who has faced all those things and god you overcame god you you overcame those temptations you overcame those fears you overcame those doubts and so we pray that our prayer would be the same as yours when you've said not my will but your will be done god not our way but your way lord and we know that you will be before us that you will be behind us that you will be all around us that you are with us that you are for us that you are never against us and lord maybe this maybe this sermon maybe this service it, it, it wasn't geared towards us but maybe it was geared towards a family member maybe it was geared towards a, a friend that we know a co-worker we have someone we know at school we pray that we will be a light in their darkness that we would be a hope to their hopeless situation that you are calling us to be your missionaries to be your light to a lost, to a broken to a dark world and so we pray that you will empower us that you will send us as those people who bring hope to people who need to hear it to bring life to people who feel like they are facing death day after day that we will be that community That we will be the church the people who are feeling alone and isolated and in need of community lord jesus and we know that as we go out into that world that as you are sending us lord that you will work in us and you will work through us lord jesus just be with us be before us be behind us be all around us as you send us God, we give you all the praise, we give you all the glory, and all the honor. All God's people together this morning, or this afternoon now, say, Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today for service. Go in the grace of God today. Thank you for listening to this week's message from The Gateway Church. If you'd like to find out more about our church, such as service times, giving, and ways to get connected, visit us at thegateway.church.